0: Do you miss the simple pleasure of going to the theater and watching your favorite Marvel movie on the big screen Spencer on the silver screen with the famous actors and actresses? Yes. Because we should the Blackwater should have been out by now. So you don't want to spend $20 to watch a movie on demand when you can spend $10 and go to the theater on the big screen and have an experience. Yeah. That's yeah. reasonable. Yeah. I, I I do not want to spend $20 to watch a movie at home. When some movies have dropped on, like, Bloodshot, I'm yeah. like, I'm not spending $20 to watch that. Well, if it, it was $10, I, okay. Well, it should be cheaper now
1: because it's on DVD and stuff now. So you'd think that would drop down in price.
0: Yeah, I don't even want to watch that it now. It's a fucking disappointment. But, like being disappointed by movies. Because, you know, like
1: I got, like, an okay TV, but, like, I don't have, like, a great TV that would maybe warrant... You know, yeah. spending the 20 bucks and you know, and having that same kind of uh, experience to it.
0: Well, let me ask you this, Sir, Senor, Lopez, whatever your name is these days.
1: Oh, no, you haven't heard me yet.
0: We'll get there. <laughs> How do you feel about the prospect of having to go to a drive-in in lieu of the actual movie theater? Like, if you want the big screen experience, they're talking about drive-ins are going to make a big res- resurgence. So, that resurgence... You would have to go to the drive-in instead of a movie theater. Are you about it? Yeah or nay? Every drive-in I ever went to is kind of shitty.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I guess, like, if that's what I'd have to do to see a movie, I would. Um,
0: you always get douchebags in the back of their truck yeah, loud. And people walking around. You always and, have, like, slight cars in front. And yeah. the view is slightly fucked up sometimes. And But it is cool to drink a lot. Not if you're driving, obviously. Yeah. If you're the passenger. But it is cool. You just like drink and like go to the concession stand. Just kind of wander around if a movie sucks. um, I've had a couple good experiences where we watch like some decent movies. I saw Baywatch at a drive-in actually I think. Oh yeah. Yeah I don't know. It's <laughs> about my drive. They always have like they always have double features yeah. which is cool. But one is usually really shitty. Yeah. One is a very shitty movie. I don't remember what the good movie we watched was. But it uh, I feel like I wouldn't go. Th- well. Well. Yeah, I wouldn't go to the movies well, as much.
1: And what's the um, uh, the speaker like? Like you know, it's not
0: bad th- now because it, it, it just goes on your radio. Oh, okay. There is no speaker anymore. Okay. It's, it's just Bluetooth through your radio or something. Whoa. Yeah, or you turn to like a radio channel or something, and it, oh, yeah, okay. it's actually good as long as you don't have a shitty car, yeah. obviously. That that would suck too them because
1: like say like if it starts raining or something,
0: weather is always a factor, um, and it's. Also, it's always, like, these fucking really shitty grassy hills yeah. you have to park on.
1: And you couldn't see a matinee.
0: No. No, it's just set prices. Because, uh, I, you
1: know, I like you to... You can't
0: go... Or, yeah, like yeah how I like was, to go... To the, I like to go at, like, noon yeah, or whatever. Yeah, this.
1: I like to go at noon on a Tuesday. Nobody's in
0: the theater. Yeah, you can't do that at a movie theater. It's usually just night showings only. And I mean, it would be fun to do, like, once or twice. And obviously only in the summer, warm weather. Or at least nicer weather. I went to a couple Halloween ones, which was really terrible. Not not because the weather, just the movie selection yeah. was awful. It was like indie movies. But it's just not something like, oh hey, let's go see this new Marvel movie and then go to the drive-in. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want to do that. That wouldn't be fun. They like, got I, I like the romantic idea of drive-ins. It's like you know, mind you, if the better days of the '50s, you know, take you
1: take your gal down to the yeah, take where, your, where you where you might be able to cop a fill. do a little
0: necking. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, you do a little necking, maybe uh. Get a little fresh in the back seat, yeah. and then she slaps you, then you take her home, yeah. and then her dad doesn't want you to see her again, yeah. and then you hear the talk of the town at the factory, or high school, or wherever you are. Yeah, driving I I don't know. I don't really want to do that.
1: More importantly, as to the recording of this episode, the day after, uh, some of our local comic book stores are reopening. Yeah, uh, hey, so, that's a good news for yeah. us.
0: If you live in, uh, like, L.A. County in California, you got another three months of lockdown, so that sucks for you folks.
1: Well, you know what? I was kind of thinking about it, and that's kind of, like, what you get for being in L.A. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? L.A.'s been so good for the most part, other than, like, a, an occasional, like, an earth- earthquake every yeah. couple of decades, but, you know, other than that, the town's been good over there. Like, isn't it been, like, raining over there now?
0: It's, like, uh, like, is, like, it, it's, is it becoming, like, the big chill- sleep world? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Is it just rainy and cold now? I don't know. I haven't followed LA weather. Well, to our California listeners, hope you guys open up sooner for, you know, if you want that kind of thing. Texas, they're just uh, getting armed militias that are forcing businesses open, or forcing, like, the guarding businesses so that the counties can't shut them down. So that seems kind of harsh. Yeah. I mean, I just think it depends where you are. Like, Northern California isn't Los Angeles, so... Maybe well, I guess the rules are different because they. I don't think they got a three month shutdown, but like around here, should we have the same shutdown rules as Pittsburgh? Probably not.
1: Yeah,
0: like I don't think we needed as harsh of a shutdown as other places. Just leave it to the counties to open up how they feel. I think.
1: But the tricky thing is that is that with us be not having any borders or anything like yeah. that. Is that some place can come somebody can come from someplace else and then Well
0: that's all yeah, that's also an issue. So say you know I mean? we open up all businesses as normal with the normal restrictions of social distancing and whatnot. Then the people from Pittsburgh who are still shut down just come down to shop yeah. here, go eat here, and then they bring it anyway. Yeah. That that is a major problem. If you live in a more rural place like Nebraska or something you, well, they're probably not even following. The, I don't even know what they're doing, no. honestly. So those places are probably not following the uh, social distance ordinance as much as like places like here. But
1: and it sucks too because there's no, there's not a right answer. Answer. No, like, there's no, what there's what no mean?
0: precedent for like we've never had this in modern times, so we don't really no. know what to do. The last one was before, uh, you know, the radio. I guess yeah. was around. That was about it. Nineteen eighteen.
1: Like no matter what you no matter what option you choose, there's a great risk of hurting and killing a group of people. yeah, you can't win. yeah, so like and that's the difficult thing it's it's almost kind of like how we would how we would always describe work coming into work. you're gonna get fucked no matter what you do yeah. you just might be able to to pick if you want it in your mouth or if you want it in your ass. you might get that option if you're lucky. If you're lucky, that's a crude example of what the world is in today.
0: To be fair, the world today—you're just getting in both ends. Without oh yeah. a, without <laughs> yeah. asking at yeah. the same time, it's it's it sucks. It all sucks. Every everything sucks. I'm interested to see how these countries that are opening back up are doing. Uh, obviously, then, their cultures are different. So, well,
1: and that's the thing. Like we're one of like the last big places to get it. Yeah, it, it was like slowly making its way over here, and we're trying to set things back up. Before they even set things back up.
0: Well, we're a very interesting experiment, experiment too, in this country, because unlike most of the countries that were fighting the coronavirus, we're, like, the main one that's just, like, all about individualism. Yeah. So it's, like, stubborn individualism. My freedoms, my liberties, you know, you can't shut me down. Like, you know, you go to Japan. It's about everybody. It's a cultural society. So it's, like, you know, if they already were wearing masks when they would have cold and stuff, like, so wasn't much of a problem and they're closer to china than us i think seoul was like similar in uh, south korea they uh they were able to nip it in the bud pretty quickly but here it's all about no i want to go to the bar i'm going to the fucking bar you can't tell me what to do and that granted that's how we established our country and invented a lot of cool shit but then that's also you know it comes to bite you in the ass at times it's just you know maybe people need a little chill a little bit just have some restraint uh just relax babies Stay at home if you can.
1: Yeah, stay at home. Listen to some DPW podcasts. Chill yeah. yeah.
0: Pour like yourself a, a nice cavassier and relax. Sweet cavassier. Have a little delicate jazz in the background accompanying our beautiful flowing voices. Yeah. uh you're listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. We come attacking your ears with knowledge today. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Delaware Dandy Church. I don't know how I feel about that one. Eh, it's 2020, you can be a dandy if you want. Is that an insult anymore? That's like a that's like a 30s insult. Yeah, yeah. You dandy. Yeah, I don't even think people would understand what that means now. I would like to think that. I don't know. You know what's... <laughs>
1: Messed up a, a while ago, somebody, like, uh, you know, asked how, how I was doing. I was like, fine, and I, you know, asked them how they were doing. And like, oh, fine and dandy. So you know what I immediately just dropped two in my head was yeah. the George Carlin fine and dandy bit.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Today's episode is four things you should know when looking for a literary agent. I don't think we did this one. If we did, listen to this episode, not the last one, because it was, it's pretty likely the last one was shit. Yeah. Just because we did it a long time ago and we weren't very good. Not that we're much better now, but at least we can oh, read somewhat. we are a little bit better. I don't I like to think so. Ah, oh, make lots of noise. <laughs> Fucking turquoise fanny pack. I'm surprised you just
1: actually don't have that strapped on you already. Yeah. I figure that never leaves your side.
0: <laughs> I don't know where that thing came only, from.
1: Only for shitting and showered.
0: I, I always find random fanny packs around the house. None of them are mine one of them was sure
1: own. sure. shut up
0: I, by the way I looked at Joe Brogan's fanny packs his ones he sells they're like $500 or something really yeah, I knew they so- were nice
1: and shit but yeah
0: they're super expensive
1: oh if somebody got their jangles on
0: well they're staying on cause I'm not getting up <laughs> don't jangle too much Mindy's I feel like she's been in the basement do you wanna, for like- do
1: you wanna go check on her
0: Oh, she's alright, there we go. I thought maybe she fell and hit her head or something. I heard some ruckus earlier.
1: Good thing we wasn't talking too much shit.
0: Yeah, well, you would have been the the doghouse, not me. Alright. Finding the right literary agent is important for many reasons. The main one being, you need someone who shares your vision and will help you get the best deals possible for your work. Especially if you're new to the publishing game and don't yet know what a good deal looks like. Because trust us, publishers will take advantage of your naivety if they can naive you don't want to be naive I never said that word out loud naive nativity. well there's
1: like being naive and there's nativity. Naive,
0: i'm thinking like that's the jesus thing the yeah. nativity scene like yeah. that that's the only way i could say it i hate when i write words because by the way this article is from the drunk pen writing article uh, fuck <laughs> wow wow Wait, it from? <laughs> from the drunk pen writing podcast no it's not it's <laughs> one, from- word,
1: one more time one more time.
0: You can find this wonderful article as four things you should know when looking for a literary agent at www.drunkatpenwriting.com, written by one Caleb James K. That's my author name, because I'm sticking to it. Um, well, man, I, I you know what? We are getting worse. Listen to the last one if we did this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I would be what we named it if we did it, but uh, you know what? Let me just continue this, and then we'll we'll talk about this intro. And while it's equally important to learn how to write a good query letter to score an agent, you need to know what to look for in finding said agent to query in the first place. Luckily for you, we've done some research on the topic and have come up with some simple things you should look out for. Let's get started on finding you the right agent. Now, before we start this article, because I wrote this in 2017, um, me and you are not novelists, good sir, yet. We have not not, uh, dabbled those waters I've been using the water metaphors too much lately. I'm always using murky water and diving in, and I need something else. I'll think of something later. But anyway, we uh, have not traversed that land. Yeah. That we haven't crossed that bridge yet. But we, I, at least I have, have looked into it many times, to just kind of see because somebody actually recently just got me an idea to look up, look up this article was because uh, I was um, submitting a short story to a couple places and I was having trouble finding that genre like a magazine that publishes that genre and someone suggested i get an agent
1: oh because yeah because they would probably have ends yeah. and would know but different. i
0: did i never thought of that for short stories like i don't know because i mean how they get a commission off of that i don't think they would uh again again if you just had an agent then you could be like hey you know dan can you tell me where yeah. I, somebody's probably you know you got some editors 30 10 bucks or something i don't know but uh what how do you feel like how important do you think having an agent in 2020 is with the way the indie publishing marketing's going uh, like the indie publishing scene and um, with like just the big publishers because to start like submitting a novel manuscript to a publisher you can do it direct sometimes. Also there's contests and things like that um, and also if you're friends with an editor that always helps. But again, with the deals, like, I wouldn't know what a, necessarily, a, like, I know the basics of what would make a good book deal. Uh, like, if you can, you'd want to get the, own the film rights yeah. and the international rights and stuff, which, as a first-time author, that'd probably yeah. be hard to get. I don't know if you'd be able to work that. But, personally, I suck at negotiating stuff. Uh, like, anytime I ever had to, like, haggle someone, like, try to talk them, to, I, I don't like doing that. Yeah, because like,
1: I'm very, like, uh, there'd be uh, times, you know, like, comic book stores at, or at conventions, like...
0: You know, there would probably be times where I could be yeah, like, haggle and get a better deal. Yeah,
1: but I'm just like, oh, that's that's thirty bucks. Okay, here you go. Yeah, like, you yeah. know what I mean. Like, I'm like, like,
0: dude, I got twenty. I'll give you twenty. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like doing that. It just makes me feel cheap. Yeah, feel like a jerk. And some like that's why I, another thing like I would always be wary about going to Middle Eastern countries because a lot of those countries it's all about haggling. Yeah, like they want you to haggle. They start off super high so you haggle them down and it's almost like you're fighting and everybody gets like some kind of entertainment out of it. I would not. I would hate that. I'd be like, okay, here's $500 for this set of bananas. I would like to think that I'd have a good set of
1: haggling skills, <laughs> but like I've never actually really had to use them too much, so I wouldn't Yeah, know. it's hard
0: to say. But an agent comes in handy when uh, working. And also, just like the fine print of those deals yeah. and the legalese and all that shit. Like, they would already know that if you get an established agent. Also, with agents, though, there's, like, up-and-coming agents I see all the time on Twitter. I don't know what you have to do to become a literary agent. I don't know how you get into that line of work. Because uh, I've seen a lot of writers, they just turn into literary agents, or they do that on the side. Yeah. I'm like, mm, is it just because you have connections? Or, like, how's this working here? I saw it would be – you'd have to be wary on how you uh, handle going about that.
1: I, I think to, to get back to the original question um – I would think for, like, a, the, the like the mid-tier, like, independent, like, publishing, like, that first level that we're trying to reach to now, I don't you think... You wouldn't need
0: an agent for those. No,
1: but it, once you start to get into, like, even, like, the higher independent, like, agency, um, you would probably want an agent. Because they not only with, like, book deals and stuff, but they would probably be a good chance to have a good idea on, like, How much it would cost to publish something yourself or know like a publishing company or you know to actually print the books and like that kind of stuff.
0: Not to mention if you publish your own book and it does fairly well, you there is always that chance that you get a publisher that would want to publish it and sell it to bigger numbers and then the agent would come in handy for that too. They could be, hey, this book's pretty good, the indie book. Guy owns his own rights for it. If you know, be willing to make a deal, he'll sell those rights to you. Yeah, you could do something and, like that.
1: You know, and introduce it to a, a brighter, uh, yeah. brighter uh, market. audience. Yeah,
0: all right. Number one, make sure the agent is even accepting new clients. This is one I hear a lot of people complain about where they go, Oh, yeah, I was, man, I was talking, throwing the query letters out to all these fucking agents. Nobody got back to me. It's like, Were they accepting? What do you mean? Did you see if they were actually accepting, or did you just email random agents you found? <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. That's a good way to get yourself blackballed.
1: Especially if you, have, like, if, you, if you don't have any kind of rapport or talk to them yeah. at all, you know what I mean?
0: I mean, I might have said it in here, but a good thing to do would just be before you even send the letter or anything is just be like, Hey, just by the way, I was interested. I found you online or something and or somebody recommended you. Are you accepting? Simple email. Yeah. You know, are you accepting? You know,
1: or do you? And if not, new
0: clients, and then and,
1: and if not, do you have? And do you know anybody who
0: is looking yeah. for?
1: You know, looking for people. I'm trying to shop something around,
0: and it never hurts to just try to make friends with agents online yeah. too. Like you know, more connections the better. Networking. Yes, which I suck at. Yeah. The first thing you need to do when whittling down your list of agents is to make sure they are even taking in new clients. A lot of top tier agents are book solid. That's a true one too. Don't expect you're going to get a top agent. You're not you're going to be like uh Charlie Ronkel, Hank Moody. Like that you'll be lucky if you get that. You know some bumbling sex addict like as your agent from a uh, californication.
1: Well, and that, that's the thing uh your first agent, you're probably gonna. He's probably gonna be the he or she's It'll probably be a, gonna newer to gonna the be business. gonna be an up and comer probably. Or their, the opposite, and, their, and
0: somebody that might be just you know older person getting their way, like out. Yeah. You know, closer to retirement, they're not taking on a lot of clients. Um, Others only accept new clients during specific times of the year. The last thing you want to do is waste your time and never cure. I hate that word i drink a too much whiskey, folks. I'm sorry. Oh, not enough whiskey. You always say that, and it's a, that's always the answer. It's not enough whiskey. Is, yeah, well, I mean, it's the right one, right? It's that Jameson stout that makes my mouth dry. The last thing you want to do is waste your time and ever quit curing, fuck it, agents who aren't looking <laughs> for talent in the first place. Uh, if there's a particular agent you're really interested in but who doesn't seem to be taking new clients, just keep a close eye on them while you continue your agent search. If you can get them during the right window, you might have some luck. But don't put all your cards on the table hoping to score big with that particular agent. It's better to score an available agent than wait out one who is all booked up with no feasible open period in the near future. That's just kind of like life in general. You kind of got to take the opportunities that are there versus waiting for the dream opportunity because that might not come. Yeah. Certain situations, I guess you could wait for the, you know, the right opportunity, to, the, depending, if you don't want to settle. But. But,
1: but, again, that's probably after you've already put out, like, a book or two, probably. Yeah. And you've kind of, like, if you've hopefully then, by that point, gained, like, an audience. And, you know, but, again, like, especially for your first time, you know, publisher or trying to publish something yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? It's going to be very difficult. You're going to have to try to just, like you said, take what you can get, maybe. Yeah.
0: Number two, make sure the agent represents your genre. That's another big one people don't... They often overlook. Not all agents are just like this, oh, I'll just take anybody's work. You know, if, if I like the writing, I'll just... I'll take you on. No, a lot of agents are just sci-fi. Like, because just like the publishing world, there's certain publishers that are only sci-fi yeah. and fantasy. Uh, you know, mystery noir, like crime fiction, romance. You want the... Especially if you're a genre writer too, you want an agent who is uh, only going to represent or mainly represents that genre. Now, if you write multiple genres and you want to work with this agent in the future for different projects, you might want to find an agent who is, uh, you know, a little more well-rounded, yeah. has his, their toes dipped in more waters. Damn it. the water. Back to the,
1: world, back to the water.
0: More puddings. They dipped their toes in more pudding. More ointments. <laughs> I like the word ointment. Uh <laughs> Um, yeah, there's no real point in reaching out to an agent who only represents romance authors while you only write horror fiction. And when it comes down to it, this is probably the number one reason most agents reject an author's pitch. In desperation or lack of research, an author will hit up multiple agents without even considering who represents what genres. I don't remember if I put it in this article, but, uh, it was somewhere on DVW, but you can just Google this and find it. There are a list of agents um on certain sites and it'll tell you what the who like what genres they represent. Um a lot of them I think will even tell you some of the big clients they represent and even and I think you have to pay for some of these like maybe it's writers digest or something like that. They'll actually say if they're open for submissions, when they're open, things like that. That if you're going to pay for that kind of information though, you really want to be serious. Yeah. Don't go forking over money for that kind of information if you're just kind of like, eh, you know, I just like writing as a hobby and I would like to get published. No, you like, want to be...
1: Like, make sure your book's done, ready.
0: Yeah. One of the most important things you must do before starting your agent hunt is to put your book into a genre. No, not every book will fit into one specific genre. That's the problem I have with my stories. Usually uh-huh. don't fit into one genre. But breaking down the synopsis and the themes of the book into a genre will make selling it easier as well as letting an agent know right off the bat what they're dealing with. When it comes to the genre of your book, there's no need to fancy it up. Keep it simple until you score an agent, then let them help you decide if labeling the book as more than one specific genre, more labeling a book in more than one specific genre is a good idea or not. Yeah, because there is a lot of fiction that you can't really put into one specific genre. Most fiction, I would say, from like bigger name writers don't necessarily fit into one genre yeah uh, it's like sci-fi horror like you know if you go on amazon i think there's like the fucking it's like an endless subgenre list oh
1: yeah
0: yeah there's so many categories you could be in well it's
1: like uh just like um you got here on the table the paulie cooley is the black mm-hmm. that's like almost like five different genres in that thing that's like
0: hard sci-fi tech horror and some other stuff with mystery monsters. maybe yeah maybe mystery and it's a monster story. <laughs> Number three, you should know what you want out of contract negotiations. This is a tough one, especially if you've never dealt with anything like contract negotiations. If you're a new writer or uh, never had an agent, never talked to an agent, these things are tricky. But we're here to help folks. (laughs) Number three, you should know what you want out of contract negotiations. One of the main reasons for getting an agent is to handle contract negotiations. After all, this is their bread and butter. If they want to get paid, they first need to make sure you get paid. It's a good point. Yeah, agent the, does the not get paid unless you get paid. The more you get, the bigger cut they get. Exactly. But that doesn't mean you should go in blind and let them do all the work for you. They and you need to know what you want out of the negotiations. Sad to say, like an agent, unless you really close buddies with them, There's a good chance, like, if you don't have any set negotiation, like, what you'd want out of it, they'll just go get the quickest thing. Yeah. Because, you know, they just want to get paid, and they'll do whatever to get the most money for you and them, and then they'll be, you know, done. But that might not necessarily be good. Yeah, That that might not be what you would actually want out of it. Before going in, you should know what's important to you and what you're willing to sacrifice. We all want a big payday and that wonderfully... That wonderful, fat book advance. But what else? There are so many other things to consider when negotiating. Foreign rights, movie rights, TV rights. You must know what you want to keep and what you're willing to let the publisher keep. If you let this all be known to your agent, who should fill you in on how it all works, they can work out the best deal for you. If you go in without a plan, you might end up with a crappy deal. Remember, the publisher is out to make money. And they sure as hell don't do that by paying their authors. No. They do not. They're greedy and they're fucks. They will, uh... Keep all the TV rights, movie rights, because those are the big rights. Yeah. And the international rights. Those are the big money tickets. And if you give up all of those, what are you going to settle for? You Just your advance and then, you know, whatever, maybe some book sale rights, yeah, like some you royalties. Yeah, li- like something at the back end. Yeah, that's not that good. Because the way it is now, man, you can get a Netflix movie and get paid. But you can't do that because the publisher is getting paid because you forego yep. those rights for um, lazy reasons, I guess. I don't know and i guarantee they'll fight tooth and nail that well here's a tricky here's a tricky scenario say and i always use 15,000 cuz that's what i they used to pay i don't know what the yeah. fuck they pay now but say you get a $15,000 advance for your book and your book deal and whatever what if they say hey we'll only give you 7,000 but you can keep the movie and tv rights fucking apache helicopter <laughs> right on cue it's, so it's landing on the roof da, 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 da. oh no <laughs> Oh, my penis. (laughs) Okay, it's gone. So what would you do if you're a first-time author and you think you have, say, like a sci-fi story or mystery or something like a ghost or something that's really like hitting on Netflix type of deal?
1: I'm going to say that. It would have to really depend on the story if you thought that it could be made into a movie or not.
0: Would you sacrifice, because the agent might be able to help you get that into a movie deal, pitch that as a movie deal too. Would you sacrifice that big chunk of change
1: to keep that right?
0: Knowing that there's a chance that they'll never get made into anything and you won't get paid. Hmm. But then there's stories of fucking books that got picked up and then the movie rights ran out. Like they sold the movie rights to a movie company. They got big fat paycheck. Oh, yeah. Never did anything. Ten more. years or something goes by. They never do anything. The rights go back to the author. They sell it to another. Just, yeah. yeah that would be awesome. Yeah. Or do you want the fuckhead publisher to sell those rights? over? Because what does the publisher really do? They put out the book. Yeah. Maybe they'll hire an editor for you, and you don't have to worry about that shit.
1: And they handle, like, the printing of it. And, and all. probably
0: do a book design that you dislike. <laughs> like, they don't want to listen to you on the book design. And then it's your job. They'll put it in bookstores, I guess. But it's your job to really sell the fucking thing. You have to do the marketing.
1: So Especially, too. And, like, I know you just said, like, that's what they used to pay. But, like... Like fifteen grand for a book, like that's still not a lot. Like you know,
0: no, it's something that takes a year to write, and also, um, with the e-books now so popular, what like how much work are they really putting in then? If they're fucking, I mean, yeah, you have to put the e-book together and stuff, but if if, if like that's that saves them on all the printing cost.
1: It's more now to just be like to be just to like say that. I had a book that was published by like Penguin House or like you know what I yeah. mean from like, like a, Random House or, or like something. one of, yeah like one of those big publishers to just be like I had a book that got put out by one of those guys and know oh, that's, might just mo-
0: that's sad to say that's more of the exposure yeah element it's like hey even, I got my name out there or even
1: just like a like a goal like you know what yeah. I mean and then maybe not have any other books that would get published by any of those guys but right. you had that you know you have that one but. Yeah, it's it's tricky, um, especially now because with the way other entertainment is now, with all the streaming services and, you know, nobody ever wants to make up their own idea for a movie or a yeah. TV show. They just want to shittily adapt something else, you know, and turn it into something else, so.
0: It's really... Yeah, it's like a, again, kind of a lose-lose thing because the indie market's so saturated now that if you put an indie book out, you'd be lucky to like, kind of go with your social media following stuff. Like, you'd really have to... As mar- much time as you're going to put into marketing and building up all that stuff isn't even worth it. I don't know. Um, I always wonder why, like, uh, Stephen King doesn't just self-publish now because he would make all 100% profit. He'd make so much money and well, then sell the rights, too. He must have, have
1: had some... uh uh good deals because I'd imagine he's made an you know oh, enough I, thought money.
0: I, I thought there was a stretch where he had like a really bad deal that he just fucking got pissed off and maybe not writing as good a books he was just like fucking irritated.
1: Well I mean he's also wrote like over his sixty so you can have like a five book yeah. stretch of like that maybe not have sold well. Doogie books. But he must have kept the because, right, like you know the, like we've talked about before those stories where he sold rights to, like, a film school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, he must be pretty good, like, on a lot of his, you know.
0: You know what I saw that I never really thought about, but it would actually be very lucrative? I mean, maybe not super lucrative, but it'd be actually, like... Worth it? It would be uh, gratifying, and you'd get paid to do it. Um, I'm going to go into the over, you know, the overall genre, but the subgenre, genre uh, visual novels. Because I never thought of that. That's video games where you're writing, like... Uh, you know, they're like more story-based video games and stuff, and uh, it's like a genre of video game, and um, like, that would be really cool, but then I just thought, well, what about just writing video games in general? Like, because most video games would have some kind of story. That would be awesome. That's
1: tough, though.
0: I saw a guy on Twitter, he said that he he had, a uh, video game had a million sales or something, sold a million copies almost, and uh, he, he wrote it. He yeah. was like, it was a visual video game that he wrote, and he was talking, I forget what his actual tweet was about, it wasn't about that necessarily, but I was like, that is awesome. Like, that would be so fun to be able to do that, like, just write video game, even if it was just, like, until you were able to get your fiction career off the ground.
1: Well, like, I don't know about, like, that kind, but, like, I've listened to podcasts for um, Paul Dini, he's a very big, um, comic book guy, he was heavily involved in the Batman animated series, he's the one who, who created Harley Quinn, and he wrote... I think at least the first two of the Occam games, Mm -hmm. the Batman Occam games from a couple years back. And uh, he was like on a Kevin Smith podcast and they were talking about it. And he said that he, like, there was so much more extra writing you'd have to do because you'd have to come up, like, what, what about. If you know somebody has their character to do this, you need to cover that. And it'd almost be like, uh, like, you, like you choose know, your own adventure, kind of. But I think even uh, like even like on a higher like scale than that, you but, have to write
0: every outcome yeah. and everything like that. But it'd be that'd be fun though. Be interesting, like, and you probably get paid a lot if it's a game like Arkham. Right, oh yeah, I'm
1: sure. Yeah, you probably get a good payday, and
0: then you'd hope mm-hmm. you know you'd get some off the back end. I Always like it off the back end. Number 4. Look for anything that might better connect you to an agent As with any relationship in life, establishing a personal connection will benefit you far greater than if you treat your agent like a resource rather than a person. This doesn't mean you have to become best friends with your agent, but being friendly certainly won't hurt. And this personal connection goes for the work you're presenting as well. Say your novel is about baseball, and what do you know, the agent you just queried just happens to be a huge baseball fan. This small connection can be enough to bring them over to your side and think about giving you a chance. And There are all kinds of connections like like this to be made. Just do your research. A little social media creeping can go a long way in helping you figure out which agents on your query list have certain things in common with you. If you're able to establish a certain connection with an agent, it's much more likely they'll take you on as a client. And Maybe you'll even become friends and work together for a long time. Again, I always wanted, like, the, the, the Hank, Hank Moody, yeah. Holly Runkle. <laughs> like just, deba- <laughs> just nothing but debauchery, but they were buddies. Well, the, the sad thing is, like, at the
1: beginning of that show, he was, like, actually, like, a competent agent. Yeah, he was, like, good. And, and then he just it was just watching his slow, like, down spiral. And then kind of almost become, like, a good kind of agent again. Like Yeah, a little bit.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of some phagians famous agent throughout history like there's some stories but well i'm gonna say that uh i don't know
1: about you but most of what i know of agents are what i see from tv and movies yeah like uh the, the um you know the guy from entourage like you know i whatever.
0: don't even think it's that glamorous of a life I no would but imagine. i mean just like
1: the um uh just like just super abrasive always loud always yeah. like chewing somebody's ass out like hyper like no, again, like that's, uh...
0: Sports that's, agents are a little different. Yeah. I
1: was going to say that's a fatistic, you know, version of, like, an actor's agent. That's yeah. That's going to be nowhere near probably, like, uh, you know, a book agent, I would say. Book
0: agents are, I would imagine, on the bottom of the, uh, debauchery scale.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what? This almost... You, we have to write this down for another, um... Uh, episode, because we've talked about them individually, but of just, like, the different things that you have to like, expense for to be like, you know, you you, you have to get an agent, you have to get an editor, you have to try to find a publisher, especially mm. if you're doing you know self-publishing, you have to find a place to publish like, you know what I mean? Like, that kind
0: of... Well, if you get the agent, he doesn't get paid till the book deal's made. If you get the book deal, then the publisher gives you an editor. So you don't have to worry about that. But if you're on the indie route... You probably don't need an agent, uh, but you what would I mean, need an editor. About, like just like just random things you'd have yeah
1: to, like you know like as you as you grow mm-hmm. as a writer and t- you know the things that you're gonna have to try because to, you just can't sit in your room and you write yeah. and then you know even if you self publish the book you can't just like oh, drop a you know something on your Facebook and Instagram that you just put a book out like you know what I mean? There's so much other things past the it. actual writing they they you have to put in
0: well if you uh if you go to the traditional publishing route, the main thing that it has over indie publishing besides you know recognition and audience is the uh lack of expenses because mm-hmm. that's what the publisher does is they cover they cover it, but they could be like the record industry too, where you're probably gonna get fucked yeah. Like, you're not going to ever get as much money as you should be getting for your work. Oh, your book
1: sold, like, a million copies, but, like, we don't have any money to get you...
0: Yeah. Yeah, you get, like, fucking... You don't
1: know how much it costs to put the book together.
0: Yeah, you get, like, a hundred bucks a month in royalties or something if you're lucky or, like, something stupid. It's, yeah, it's it's a... There's pros and cons to both. Um, Like I said, the indie publishing scene, though, unless you're really well-known already... Or you have a real huge social media audience. I just don't see you make... Like, you're not going to make a living. Yeah. Um. There's a, there's a few. There's always the outliers. There's a few authors who made millions of dollars off of indie publishing. But that's... You'd have to be like a social media whiz. You'd have to be great at marketing. You'd have to treat it like your full-time job. Yeah. More than a full-time job. You're talking like 80 hours a week. It, I don't think that... I, I plus, wouldn't enjoy that.
1: Plus the writing.
0: Yeah, plus the... I just want to focus on the writing. Like, that's, that's what I would want to focus on. I don't want to, to worry about all... That. That's why I'd rather get an agent and just, like, go through... Like, I don't want to fucking focus on the other shit. Uh, Chuck Palahniuk's like that. He he doesn't like to focus on that shit. He just wants to write the stories, and that's how he got fleeced for millions from yeah. a... I think it was a bad agent or something that ripped him off. Or, like, a relative or something. I think it was an agent that might have been a relative. It was something crazy, but... Yeah, they ripped, like, millions... Put him in the poorhouse, and he was like, I don't really care about the money. I just... I don't want to worry about, like, all the other shit but you have to fucking pay attention a little people always rip you off if you get rich
1: yeah i mean that's you know that's another that's one of the the cons is what is if you're not you know paying attention or you think you did a good job of vetting somebody and it turns yeah. out that they're a sleaze bag.
0: a lot of sleaze bags out there um also we didn't even talk about what the expenses if uh you want to move somewhere like New York or LA where you would have more connections and be able to actually go to the publishing houses yeah. and things like that. Uh, go to different writer workshops, go to, uh, bet, you know, famous bookstores that you could do readings, like to get your name out there. There's a lot of things, uh, that go into it and you're not going to be able to do that. in, you know, bum Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, fortunately we live near Pittsburgh and that's actually a pretty big literary scene. Not now, (laughs) not at Corona time, but at at one time it is, uh, was so. Yeah, maybe we'll cover that in another episode. Do you want to do the outros? No, anyway. (laughs) Uh, if you want to check out this article, I'll put it in the show notes. Show notes, nats, neats, knots. I don't know what's wrong with me lately. Should I do
1: meth? You think that would help? Yeah, 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 I think it would. I think it would really take care of that tooth problem you're having.
0: You mean it by having too many teeth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could probably stand to lose a couple. I have all my wisdom teeth, so I could probably lose a few teeth. Teeth,
1: teeth are too white and straight. Yeah. There's no gaps in between them.
0: Yeah, I need to fucking undo that. My skin doesn't... It needs to be more fucked up, too, yeah. probably.
1: Not enough pot and locks.
0: Yeah, I need more fucking scars. Um, you can check out the article at DrunkenPenWriting.com. You can follow us on Twitter at DrunkPenWriting, Instagram, DrunkenPenWriting, and Facebook, same name you folks stay classy and we'll hopefully catch you next week we'll see how things go we play week to week now yeah it's kind of how we always did it but you know it's how things go it's interesting now interesting times indeed hopefully some good fiction comes out I don't yeah. like pandemic fiction though I, don't, I just don't care And now that we're living through one I really don't care <laughs> uh